Welcome to the new game Bullshit. I'm Jeffrey Wittenhagen, and I run Hagen'sAlley.wordpress.com. I'm also the Subcon 3 on forums like Nintendo Age and Club. I'm a double award-winning published author um, for Hidden Treasures, a book that's on sale at Lulu.com. It's also on the right side of the page that you're probably listening to the podcast on right now. You can help support us. Instead of like every other podcast where they want you to give money to keep their podcast going, all you gotta do is support us by actually buying a gaming book, and a little bit of that money will go toward the podcast. And I've also written towards a few different gaming publications, such as Nintendo Force, Pixel Nation, and Retro Gaming Times Monthly. And we've got Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm big into uh, no death runs, high score runs, uh, collector of all things vintage and retro, uh, pretty much anything video game related. Also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old beer steins. And we've got Kevin. Greetings, gamers. Kevin here, a.k.a. KWK. You can see my site on kwkbox.com. And also visit my channel, KWKbox, on YouTube at any time for support. We do lots of Let's Plays and have videos of all of us in different forms. So if you want to add a voice to a face, my channel is the place to be. Please call our number, leave a voicemail or a text message at 262-264-VGBS. All right, all right, all right. On with the tales. You guys want to talk about the news before we get off on the, on the crazy fucking, uh, the crazy story, the, the, the topic? Because today's episode... Is going to be around my adventures in, um, you know, too many games and, you know, the whole establishing the project and Exploda. Well, I suppose it's proper form to go for the news. Yeah. Yes. And I only have one item and then one cool thing that we were talking about in the emails today that we, we should go over. Right. So the only thing I got in news, um, there's, there's a few other things that happened, but, um, basically it was that Nintendo Cross video the the quote-unquote fake video that was leaked yesterday and basically what the video showed was it was like you're sitting in there and there's like a developer's studio for nintendo and they're showing their next console what it can do and it's like a really thorough video on uh the streaming capabilities and apparently this cross is like a console that has like gigabyte upon gigabytes of storage it can stream um video to the Wii U pad it's going to be compatible with an iPhone or like an iPad like a ta- or an Android like tablets and phones and you could stream the games to them that's what the video showed people were saying it's completely fake um the quality on the video was like i was recording it with my phone and it matched that kind of quality like on a projector screen so it would be pretty hard to um to fake it's an elaborate hoax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be an elaborate hoax. It could be that they did all of that in a room, even, just to make it look real. Yeah. 
I mean, there's definitely that possibility. I mean, I've I've seen people add new characters to Smash Brothers and make it look perfectly in Photoshop, like on video. So mm-hmm. pretty pretty much anything could happen. But it, it looks like something Nintendo would do because I mean, if they go that route, it's kind of like they're still going to be out of touch with the third party developers and everything. Like yeah, that's how they roll. <laughs> yeah, it just it looks like, and they'd be still falling down that path, but. On the other side, it looked pretty cool, and it showed like on the Wii U though that they were running Link Between Worlds, which is a 3DS title. So I thought that was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, when they showed all the demos on the iPads and iPhones, like the person as the game was playing, they weren't touching anything. <laughs> they were just like had their hands on it and like watching yeah. like a video. So like some of that stuff, it definitely didn't match up but if they were showing a demo i mean it could be so what do you guys think did you, did you guys actually watch the videos today or because i know yeah I, I saw it like what do you think about it like because i was just i just watched it once yeah i watched it that one time and uh you know uh, this is the problem i had it's like you want to believe it just so then you're like yeah it's coming and you get all excited and then you got to like mm. come back to reality and be like come on this is the internet somebody just did this in their basement so uh, yeah. I, I give it a 50-50 chance, really, just from looking at it once. I mean, part of me says, yeah, but another part. And you know what? A lot of big things are like that, um, you know, that dumb Charlie Charlie stuff they did. That was just a big marketing ploy to get something viral. And that could possibly be something this is that Nintendo may have done just to kind of get the people excited about the new system coming around. So it could go yeah. either way for me. What about you, Kyle? Yeah, I think I left... Before you guys sent that, I left around 12. I oh, jeez. Nice. Um, yeah, that <laughs> let us out. But uh, what I will say, what I was thinking, Nintendo's either like a revolutionary ahead of the curb, or they're like out of touch, and it's kind of like a Vin- <laughs> and it's like a Vince McMahon like analogy, like it's it's like the the doink phase um, where he's like out of touch and kind of like the fans are like what the hell is he doing or he's like a revolutionary (laughs) (laughs) i think it kind of has to do with someone just doing their own thing and sometimes it sticks and sometimes it doesn't right yeah Yeah. i think you did respond to it kyle you were talking about the nx though when you responded yeah you were like nintendo has a new console coming out check this out yeah i said google it, and i think you looked up you saw the nx but there was actually a hoax video called the the cross but so so yeah you were you were you were looking it up i think you just were googling the wrong spot which was fine that still makes for good conversation <laughs> yeah and I, I guess they were gonna it's like slated for 2016 and yeah production in october but like like kevin says who knows what the fuck the internet says you know i yeah, yeah I, I i just don't <laughs> trust them and <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. you no. can't anymore. And, no. and then the the adverse side is, if it is true, it's not that exciting. No, not at all. <laughs> and I kind of felt bad for like the Wii, like the Wii U crew, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, the Wii U crew is just going to jump onto this bandwagon because it doesn't look like it's much of a step up. It said on that video like upgraded graphics, but they showed nothing new. They like, showed, like, old games. They showed, like, Link to the Past, upgraded graphics. Well, yeah, th- that was Link Between Worlds, but that was, like, yeah. a 3DS game. And I'm exactly. Like, like, everything they showed didn't make sense. Like, it showed, oh, new titles from Super Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda and Metroid. And they just showed, like, those generic titles. Yeah. Like, there's a lot there that was, like, yeah, I doubt Nintendo would just release something so general. That sounds like bullshit. N- Nintendo isn't, wouldn't even care about that shit anyway, I don't think. 
And I mean, we've talked about it before that Nintendo doesn't usually like to hype up things before it's ready. That's why they didn't show Zelda at E3 this year. Especially no. showing showing old clips, that's just not what they do. That, that's no. what's long gone. They forgot about that, like, ages ago. Yeah, they, they like to move on, and I mean, yeah. it's just... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more leaning toward it's a hoax than it's not, and if it is a hoax, there'll probably be somebody taking credit for it and showing how it was done like they did with the adding Rayman to Smash Brothers. Some guy, like, showed exactly how he did it. It was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting. I didn't even hear about that. Rayman's a shit. Yeah, the like best like, platformer, like colorful platformer. Like like basically play. that was a quote unquote leaked video. Rayman's in Smash Brothers, and they showed it, and they showed a video, and it looked <laughs> it looked perfect. Like he was in it, and then the guy showed exactly how he did it, and he actually redrew the entire animation for the character select, so it, so it would show Rayman in there with all the proper animations and everything. Did, wow. did you see that video of like it's got like giraffes, and they're like jumping off of like a high dive? And it looks so real. People were like freaking out at, at work <laughs> because they're like, "Look at this!" And they it circulated, and we all it was like it looked fucking real. That's awesome. <laughs> they're they're doing like you know triple flips and stuff. Being magicians <laughs> of the internet with uh, visionary videos, I tell you. Yeah, and it's just when you watch like episode one now, it's like, good lord. Yeah. Like like how fast it's it's progressed. As we've talked about before, but it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it is freaking nuts, though, man. But, yeah, so, I mean, even if that Nintendo video is real, that's not uh, necessarily... It doesn't look like it's going toward what I would like to see from a Nintendo console. Um, I, I think that, really, that NX and the mobile platform are two separate entities that Nintendo's doing. And that video showed, like, everything was combined. I, I didn't really get that. Um, now that if it is true, they'll have some crazy inf- information for us. So I guess it'll be interesting to see what pans out. Pretty much. Cause Nintendo will either shoot it down or they'll shoot it down. Cause if it's <laughs> true, they're going to shoot it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> either way. Cause, um, the thing is, is that, and what I've learned is that the best people to listen to, and Kyle said this this week, are your critics. He said that this week because Kevin had a nice little troll on his videos, and some of your <laughs> the the best people that you can listen to are your biggest critics because you can always learn something from them. Yep. I'm pretty sure it was Kyle who said that. It might have been somebody at my work. No, I was like, you basically you gotta have sparks shooting out your ass these days to like make an impact. It might have been somebody at work that said that then because they they were like because they said like what you got to do is like the people that actually take the fucking time to bitch about it are the ones you need to listen to because how many hundreds of others are listening and watching and thinking that same thing and just don't give a fuck to say anything. Like what what I said though is like if you're just one guy yeah like in a basement like you know it's really hard to make it interesting like crazy interesting. I mean and then if you add too many people then it's like an, too big of an extravaganza, and it's like it's not concentrating mm-hmm. on the subject matter. In Kevin's case, he had a pretty pretty obvious troll. Yeah, <laughs> I it's mean, just funny. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there could be some merit to it. I mean, there always is some oh, truth yeah. to somebody doing that. But on the other side, like you can't please everybody, man. Yeah. the the comment the the comment for the listeners that they, that she said was is that. Oh, great, another Let's Play channel, and 
something about boring personality or something general like that. And I mean, we've we've we have said that there are a lot of fucking let's plays out there. Oversaturated. Yeah, and I mean, I know that's why Kevin goes for some of the obscure titles, um, ones that he doesn't see a whole lot of online to try to keep it unique. But, um, I mean, you can always increase the excitement level, but you're doing weekly videos as well. It makes it tough to have sparks shoot out of your ass. Is what oh, Kyle definitely. Said. It makes and it I, extremely fucking tough. I do have a new fun surprise for you guys. Uh, I kind of found Ooh. out where that troll came from. Oh, yeah? I, uh, I watched a recent uh, Metal Jesus Rocks video, and I just kind of like... Uh, called him out and asked a asked a question on it oh yeah and uh she was on there and started a whole troll on my comment to metal jesus what was your comment to metal jesus all i said is i was watching and it just seemed like because i uh, remember he like had that whole big uh trailer about patreon and stuff for um being able to do his rv trip and all that yeah, stuff yeah we were ripping on shit out of him yeah and, it, and it's just some uh-huh. i'm like okay it's one thing to do a video because it's like in the title and you know this is what this video is going to be about but i just seemed like i i watch his videos on and off if they because he does really good top 10 lists in my opinion and i yep. like to really get inspirations from those because he he always comes up with stuff that i don't even know of still and um I watched a, a recent video. I think he was just doing a video on why he doesn't buy Amiibos or something because I was like killing time. And then at the end, it was like immediately it sneaks in there and he kept saying throughout the video, well, this question derived from a Patreon supporter. And then at the end, he had all this Patreon and he said Patreon at least 10 times through the video. So at the end, I'm like, are you going to plug Patreon in every video like this? That's all <laughs> I said. And then, and then, and then he, he replied directly back to me within like minutes. He said, if the question is derived from a Patreon, Patreon supporter, yes. And that was it. And I left it at that. Mm. I didn't say anything else. I'm like, okay. And then all these people just started attacking me. And I found that lady was on it. So she basically looked at me, then went to my channel and then just posted that. And I doubt she even looked at the video. <laughs> okay. So, so, so in my opinion, okay. So Patreon is a super, super testy subject right now. Yes. Because, yeah. oh, absolutely. Totally, so, totally. so you're basically, you were stirring the pot by, um, <laughs> well, that's what I do. That's, that's why I'm on Kevin. the podcast. That's our fucking Kevin. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing though. So, so it's a double edged sword. Yeah. Number one, you, you pissed off Metal Jesus. He has some good fucking videos. He is making money from that, which is, which is awesome because then he'll keep, stay motivated. And he's referencing that because people are giving him money and asking questions. So it's good for him to reference that. I mean, if he's mentioning it maybe a little much, okay, got it. I mean, just maybe say once at the end or something. But on the other side, he wants his listeners to know that, you know, that, hey, I'm here to support you. Now, on the other side, Kevin smartly uh, stirred the pot because she listened to his videos at that point. At least clicked it. Yeah. It's the same thing where um, I got a story later that's hilarious. <laughs> and <laughs> well, I so I just go into it now. Fuck it. I, I hate when people do that. Like, hey, I got something for you later. Let's talk yeah, about it in another yeah. two hours. No, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> all right. So um, so for some reason, uh, some guy named Kevin, uh, he created a Reddit uh, <laughs> article um on my my project. Now the irony is, is that there's another Reddit article that says like my project title, like new game, new book, who cares? And that's what the title is of it. Yep. And there's a bunch of people that are, you know, not interested in Kickstarter or, you know, having physical copies of things and they probably don't collect 
or play homebrew games, and they're like, well, I don't get this shit, uh, this looks boring, uh, this would be cool if the internet didn't exist. You know, a bunch of troll stuff, but, I mean, it's not for them. I don't, and I don't have a, um, a Reddit account, but, you know, Kevin was nice enough to post this shit up just so people yeah. could see it, because Reddit's popular. Now, the same thing with Kevin's, you know, person that clicked for Metal Jesus's, um, there's a couple people that donated to my campaign from Reddit, so, even though there was so much bad mojo going in that thing, they still, you know, it's still, there's still enough people that went to my campaign and said, oh, this shit looks fucking awesome. Yep. Sweet. And they, the two people donated from that site. So, in, in my opinion, and we've said it before, we'll say it again, there's no such thing as bad, bad publicity. I, I fully yeah. agree on that one. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. But it's like hilarious because it's like, this girl took the time, pissed off enough by your comments to go to yep. your video. Now, I mean, is it the, you know, the right thing to do? No, because Metal Jesus is a good guy. Oh, I yeah. Mean, you know, he is, just, and just he is him. trying to give back. And the thing is, if somebody listens to the beginning of that and then skips to the end, they're going to think, we're talking shit about Metal Jesus. No, I <laughs> love fucking Metal Jesus' videos. He's yeah. great. I mean, we've, we've, you know, said that, you know, the way he went about the whole RV trip thing was wrong, but he had good intentions. We've said that before. We'll say it again. Like, yeah. it may come across as, quote unquote, talking shit. No, it's, we're not talking mad shit about people. We just call out bullshit when we see it and then try to see if there's a merit behind it. Yeah. I mean, because that's the thing, like, going around and having somebody pay for a vacation is bullshit, but if you're going around and videotaping the entire thing, which was his plan, but he didn't talk about that, it's yeah. not bullshit. That's cool. He has a product that he's putting out there, and that's he just marketed it wrong. Like, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, that's, like, you mentioning that, which is a touchy subject, and then the Patreon, which is another touchy subject. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> it's a it's a bad bad lose lose situation for for you, Kevin. Our, our friendly neighborhood troll. We, we oh, like yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we love it. We love it. As long as as long as I don't get people, you know, messaging me, cursing me for days straight, I, I'm good, Kevin. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay at this point. It didn't cause me <laughs> my family personal stress. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I just. Ignore and delete those things now. <laughs> That's the best way to go. Yeah. Freaking hilarious. So, speaking of touchy subjects, we go to my next news piece, which was not a news piece at all, but it's a conversation we had in email today. It was a pretty awesome conversation. And basically, uh, the topic would be justifying what you collect in order to avoid either having to hunt something that's difficult to find or super rare titles. Like, basically specifying things and then adversely, you know, bragging that you are you have a complete collection of something when it's the complete collection in your own world. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it, it was a cool one. So, so, basically, like, it would be like saying that you collect Nintendo games, but you justify not getting rare titles like Flintstones 2 or stadium events because they're too expensive or they weren't on a shelf or, but they're a licensed title and they're a license, you know, they're a licensed Nintendo game, but you don't count them because, Oh, they're, they weren't on a, 
a shelf because Flintstones was rental only and Star Trek or not Star Trek Star Tropics uh, <laughs> Stadium <laughs> events was pulled from shelves after like a week. You know what I mean? Like now there's that's manipulating the data to yeah and 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 as we said, I know Kyle was huge on this one too. As we've said, um, number one, people do that because they want to. What was it? Get come in on a budget, right? Well, yeah. yeah basically, I was summing up like, okay, people with OCD. When you have OCD, there's barriers. Yes. Now you're creating barriers within barriers because you're justifying like I can't afford to spend you know seven hundred dollars on this Flintstones too. So I'm going to create a barrier within a barrier that says. Maybe that was just a rental only. <laughs> Maybe stadium events was just mm-hmm. a recall. So those don't count. So now I do have the complete set. And, you know, then you tell people, and I think Jeff's, what Jeff, you were saying, it has most to do with, like, the braggingness of it. Like, like you're saying, like, I have a complete set. Yeah. But, but you really don't because you're missing, like, two of these titles and, I think that's that's most where it comes in. Like when yeah. Kevin, Kevin, you were saying, like, well, I have the Pal Stadium events, so it's like you posting a uh, on a thread, like, well, I have the complete set, and you show a picture of your collection. And there's a Pal Stadium events instead of a U.S. Stadium events. And it's yep. like, well, actually, technically, yeah. you have you know the European version, so you don't have the complete NES set. So it's like mm-hmm. for the person to you know, go that far as to try to fool people, that's that's the point. That's like the conduit point where this where the spark is created. Yeah, I've seen yeah. other guys with collections be like, oh I got a full collection, but I have a reproduction of stadium events or some other rare game. Like you could buy a repro of them. <laughs> right. And it, and again it goes to the guy that I was saying he he, he donated to the Nintendo Age and he he got a bronze coin. He was freaking out about it. I was reading the post. And he was like, he's like, oh, I, it didn't get added to my account yet. You know, he's like, and then someone's like, Dane will take care of it. And he's like, who's Dane? Who's Dane? <laughs> this, this guy, is, this, this other guy jumps in like, Dane doesn't have time for this. Like, I'll take care of it. And then he responds with like, well, if I donate again, will I get a second bronze coin? And the, someone else responded with like, dude. It's not about like how many bronze coins you have on your little profile like avatar. It's it's about yeah. help it's about wanting to do something for the community. And that was such a great comment because it's like people think it's like badges. How much was he donating? If he sends me a check in the mail, I'll send him some gold stars back. I really don't care. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it basically this correlates with what we're talking about because it's like you're trying to impress people. Yeah, because Nintendo Age does have that. The forum, it does have the little icons that you get. If you have a complete NES collection, you get a little icon on there. And How do you justify that? You have to show pictures. Okay. Yeah, like, you have to justify... So, like, I have a couple of them, like, I, the F-Zero collection, there's only a few games in it, and I, you know, take a picture of send to a mob, they give you a little icon. It's not that difficult, but... Huh. Like, some people get crazy with it, and, like, but the thing is, is that, like, if you did that and tried to get your little icon just to impress people like that, yeah, it's fucking stupid. And people see (laughs) through it, it's like the little prestige, like, pedestal people. Well, yeah, and, and that's where Nintendo Age, like, that kind of mentality from certain people is why Nintendo Age would get that bad rap that I've heard where we're all standing around campfires masturbating to copies of Fire and Ice. 
the, the purest thing. The, the yeah. classic, like, oh, we're better than you mentality that Nintendo Age gets from it. And it's like, <laughs> no, that's not how it is over there. There's just certain people that just don't have their priorities in check. Yeah, like Jeff was saying, there's going to be a snob in, like, yeah. every crowd. Now, conversely, though, Kyle uh, and Kevin, um, we, we did mention this in our, you know, little talk today and emails, but in reality, your collection is whatever you want it to be. So if Kevin wants his collection to play them without using a power pack or EverDrive, which is what he said, um, he can ha- absolutely have a fucking PAL Steam. That's who gives a shit. Yeah, that, <laughs> exactly. like, That's my yeah, goal. There's yeah. there, there's no spark there. The, the spark is created when someone crosses the line and says, yeah. like, I have this one, it's not the truth. So, like, for, for your own collecting purposes, you can do whatever the hell you want. Like, for me, like, I just want to have all the games that I'm nostalgic for that I enjoy, and then I want to get them, you know, as complete as possible, just to look cool. Um, I don't have to have every game, um, and I've also switched that recently since I moved because I have less space, so, and it's been a lot more enjoyable for my collection because it's like, all right, now I have these showcase pieces. No, no, and basically yeah. what this guy is doing is, uh, he said he's, he's saying he has all the online versions of something, but there's these limited versions that he doesn't have, so. It's homebrew collecting. And, like, one of the other, you know, topics that we saw was, like, they're collecting homebrews, but then they're not collecting, quote-unquote, variants or limited editions. And in the homebrew community, you know, they have, like, you can go to Retro Zone, you know, my buddy Brian, he runs Retro Zone, um, good guy, but he um, releases games on there. But he also allows the developers to, you know, have free control of their IPs, of their, you know, their games that they make. So a lot of those guys go on Nintendo Age and run an auction with generally like 10 to 20 copies in like special casing with limited items and crazy stuff. Like uh, Leisure Suit Larry actually had a beer with it for its limited one, and it was in like a cool little box case and things, like a, a different sleeve, and it was really cool limited edition. And they auctioned it, and the auction went for you know like four or five hundred bucks for the lowest one wow. for a limited edition. And it was pretty cool. Um, and you know, like justifying that you're not going to collect the really cool homebrew limited edition stuff is almost like well i mean number one like you can't say you have a complete collection if you don't have a complete collection but um number two is like those limited items are where the developers pour their heart and soul into it that is their you know their baby like swords and runes that just came out for a limited edition like Bo, which is Soul Goose Productions, like he actually hand did a bunch of wooden boxes and and did like cool wood burning like for the game onto the boxes and did that for his limited editions. Like he did a bunch of those. It took him like six months. It's awesome. And not getting those just because oh I'm not collecting variants. Like that's kind of like man he spent a lot of time into that and he was the the publisher where the developer was a different guy. But, um, you know what I mean? Like, if you're just going towards one spot, it's almost like, especially in the niche 
homebrew tight-knit community it's almost like man i I don't support your your specialized stuff it's kind of kind of weird and it actually comes to um a head where like this last week there was you know i think three homebrew releases there had the source and rune one um you had two of them at too many games, two homebrew releases at too many games. And then you have my Kickstarter, which is the four of them in one freaking week. It was like crazy. And we're all like poor <laughs> right now from buying all these homebrew releases and things. And then like another guy's like, Hey, I'm about to do one this week, like this week now, like a week later, it's the same guy who did one of the games at too many games. And I'm like, Hey man, hold off like a little bit because you're, you know, it's things are coming a little too quickly and I want to be able to support it. And I was getting flack from one guy because of that. Because I wanted him to wait because, you know, and I wasn't the only one who said that. Like I had multiple people. Like I think at least four people told me the same thing. That hey man, there's these homebrews are coming out pretty quick. <laughs> like there's kind of like you know, ruining it right now for me. And I, I just, from my side, I more homebrews the better. It's great, but it's like we only got so much money to go to these limited editions that are traditionally more expensive, right? So yeah, you don't have so much money to spend, and um, exactly, it's kind of like what I was saying. Like some people, you, you you're kind of giving them a piece of uh, the truth, and they they get offended once they come back down to earth, calm down, and they're like, "Well, okay, he has a point." Yeah, and I mean, sometimes, I mean, as people know from even listening to this podcast, like, all of us are extremely fucking opinionated and hard-headed, and <laughs> so I come off brash sometimes, and I just tell it how it fucking is, and some people don't like that, and I mean, I apologize when I, you know, I know I'm being a little too much of a, a dickhole. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Well, if this world was black and white, just like, I wouldn't want, how boring would it be, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, the thing is, though, is that, like, people can justify what they want to justify, though. I mean, it's it's all good. But, but yeah, man, so that's, like, a little touchy subject that was, it's pretty cool, though, but, like, in the end, your collection's your collection. You do whatever you want with it. You know what I mean? That's Whatever makes you happy. Exactly. Like, and same thing, like, the guy who's doing his homebrews, like, hey, if that makes you happy, man, go that route. Yeah, but really, the 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 issue is the fact that he's saying something that's not false yeah, presentation. Like I have everything. Like no, no you, you don't even have half. <laughs> like if if everyone has like one, <laughs> like you don't even have half. That's great. That's what's beneath the gavel at hand right now. Like yeah, I mean, because certain even certain limited editions, like you know, Kahan Games did the Larry one with the beer. Well, he did the Lady Frogger one. And that one actually had a different graphic for the frogger in the game, if I'm not mistaken. So it was actually like had a little bow on the, you know, you're the lady frog. Yeah, it was like a Miss Pac-Man type gimmick. And so it's like it's it's a variant of the actual game programming. So that's a different game. So my thing is, um, you should always call those people out because other people do a lot and for for mm-hmm. their legit collections. So you know, to defend those people, call out the fucking jabronis that's well, right and then my thing <laughs> is is that um i mean i try not to hurt people's feelings but i i mean how i feel about limited editions and things that people do is that they you know as i said they put their heart into those the developers and the, and the publishers 
they put a lot of time and effort into some of that stuff and like just saying, oh no, fuck that, I'm not collecting that. Like that's a little bit messed up. Like I don't know. It's, I mean, if they did like, oh, I'm gonna change the the box or something. Like okay, that's not you know put in. I'm saying like the elaborate ones are are pretty pretty awesome. But uh, but yeah, man, that was a cool little uh, topic that we had this uh, today during during emails and stuff. Is pretty fun. Fun little chat. <laughs> really, the whole point of this. It has to be real to me. So this, whoever this guy is, who's like spouting off this nonsense, it's like okay for him in his heart not to be real. And I can't like, that's insane to me. Like, how do you wake up? How do you live with yourself? Like, (laughs) knowing that you're just a a miserable pile of secrets. Miserable pile of secrets. How about you? In the end, though, the guy's, like, good-natured, and yes, Kevin and Kyle have no clue who the person is or any of that. It's purposely anonymized for that fact, no. but a great, cool guy, but, you know, like, we had heated conversation over the last week, and, like, I was just like, man, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, and how it began, middle-ended, and... Me being the analyst that I am, it was like, I'm reading into it probably too far than I need to. It's great. <laughs> but in the end, made for a good conversation, right? It's a good topic. <laughs> yeah, now we're going to move on to the TMG tales. Do you guys want to take a break? Yeah, I think we should. with the TMG tales. We're all on the edge of the seat here. Yeah, so um so last week after we recorded the Bionic Commando episode, um I went off on my Too Many Games adventure. So, that was pretty cool. Um Too Many Games is a gaming convention in Philly. It's like right outside Philadelphia, and it's three days long, um, pretty insane. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll start right at the beginning, and because <laughs> some crazy shit happened right at the beginning. So, um, so I I go off and um go on to MapQuest because um I wanted to avoid tolls. Uh, when you go from where I'm at in like maryland dc area up to philly if you just put it in your like google maps it'll take you the direct route and when i did that going to the twin galaxies event before it cost me 14 dollars in tolls <laughs> so i was like fuck that i'm gonna do no tolls so i did no tolls the first thing it did was is i'm going up up maryland and it takes me to downtown baltimore nice 
So, so number, so I'm going through Baltimore through all these good time of year to do that. Yeah. Oh Jesus. So, so I'm going there, and it's like I go past this bus station. There's people everywhere, just walking out between fucking cars in front of people while I'm driving. So it was like I had a mob of like it was like The Walking Dead. There was like people, like mob of people. Like, (laughs) oh man, it took me like an hour to get through this. So, so I finally make the right. Where the GPS tells me, and there's some fucking accident or murder or something there. We're in Baltimore. You never know. And, like, there's cop cars, so I can't even go down that road. So I have to, like, make a left and do my own, like, detour out of the way around this freaking area that's cordoned off. So I go all the way around through the middle of Baltimore, and I finally get back onto the road. So I'm already, like, you know, 30 minutes behind schedule. And... And it takes me off onto this country road, and I'm driving down, like, pretty chill, listening to a podcast while I'm driving. And then all of a sudden, like, there's a bunch of cars, and I'm like, what the hell? So I see a couple people going off and, like, doing a little bit of a detour route. And I looked on my map as I was driving, and I'm like, all right, so this, like, loops about, like, a half mile ahead. So I did that, and I look, and there's, like, a tree fell right in front of where I was driving across the road so they were cleaning up the trees so like i'm sitting there like first of all i have a giant mob of people block me in baltimore and then i get a damn tree fall down in front of me like what the hell so like playing a video game like getting there yeah like for real man (laughs) and then that finally gets done because i took that um detour i was actually near the front of the line so that did help me but then i get i get off there and get back finally to a highway and I'm in Pennsylvania. Um, now, MapQuest apparently doesn't update as fast as Google Maps does. So I says, all right, get off on this exit. And I'm driving. And there was another exit. It didn't tell me until I was past it that I need to go on that exit. So the next exit was three miles ahead where I had to get off and make a U-turn. And it was rush hour traffic at that point. So it took me an hour to get through that just to go and make a U-turn to get back to where I was. <laughs> it's one expensive U-turn for time. Yeah, like, so it basically took me an extra, like, hour and a half to two hours to get there. It was, like, a two-and-a-half-hour drive or three-hour drive or something, and it ended up taking me, like, over four hours to wow. get there. I was like, holy crap. And as the listeners hopefully know, as I did launch my Kickstarter that same day, uh, I planned to launch it at 3, and I did launch it at 3. I was at a rest stop, like at a gas station. Took a picture of myself launching the Kickstarter sitting at a gas station. <laughs> like, cla- <laughs> classic. Because I, well, I should have been at too many games by that point, and I was not there yet. <laughs> it was hilarious, though, because I was like, yeah, it's a little, like, a truck stop selfie. <laughs> launching the Kickstarter program. Yeah, and we ended up launching the Kickstarter two days than we initially intended just because when I was going around too many games, I didn't want to be like, hey, I have this Kickstarter coming up. I would rather say, hey, I got this Kickstarter. You can go check it out right now. Yeah. And uh, it seemed to go off really well. Um, so I, I got to too many games. Apparently, it was good that I got there late because there was a huge line for like an hour. And uh, everybody who prepaid, the line was like super long because they were having... um you know, issues, getting things to load and, you know, look up people's accounts. 
So it was actually good that I got there a little bit later. Um, I had promotional boxes uh, for my my Kickstarter, um, and basically on one side is the box art for the um, the limited edition Nintendo game. On the other side, the book cover, and both were done by you know Joe Simcoe, the Garbage Pail Kids dude. That's you know collaborating with me for my project. Um, and it's the only time that a Nintendo box is going to have that um, complete NES um, artwork on it. So it's a really cool little collector's item. Um, I donated five of them because um, I got extra ones from the guy who made the boxes. And I donated five, though, to the convention because I figured, you know, that's a pretty cool thing. They're letting me do a panel. So uh, I donated those. Uh, they went in a bunch of – they did, like, auctions at the um, – or raffles – at the convention. So that was pretty cool of them to throw my boxes in there. Um, the other 10 though, are going to the first 10 people that backed my Kickstarter. Um, and I said, I, I, I put the connotation in there that, um, people that spent over the hardcover book amount, but I think the first day everybody did. So it was, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, like the first day for Kickstarter, it was ridiculous. Like, I think we hit over 50%, like in the first day, 24 hours. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Right. It was fucking, re- like, like we're seriously blown away by the generosity of all the backers and everything. It was outstanding. And I mean, Kevin and Kyle definitely both are, you know, awesome too, because they helped out as well. I mean, as I would do for their projects, but it's like, That's what we're here for. it's fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, pretty much if, like, if for some crazy, insane reason it doesn't end up hitting that the amount that it needs to, I'm just gonna basically pay the the rest. Wow! So either <laughs> either way, it's gonna fund. So. Kyle's gonna be the boss, <laughs> but it will. So, um, yeah, just so the the backers know, we're we're over eighty percent right now for the listeners. Yeah. By the time <laughs> this airs, we should be funded at the rate yeah. we've been going. Like, um, I mean, we had a, we had, you have, how Kickstarter works is everybody backs at the beginning and then there's a huge lull and then they back at the end. Uh, we have plenty of cool shit coming out, um, that constantly people should be like, oh my God, that looks amazing. On Monday, I saw Joe Simcoe's artwork for the boss collaboration that he's doing. And it is one of those things where everybody, when you see that picture, you better be sitting down because it's the best piece of Nintendo artwork I've ever seen. Like it, it's, Oh my God. Is when you see this? Like, Uh, yeah, (laughs) like it is freaking ridiculous. Like amazing looking. Yeah. Cause the, uh, the book art is amazing. And that's, you know, a lot of the, the, a lot of Nintendo characters. This one is a complete painting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's it's not meant to be a cover. It's meant to be a work of art, and it it truly truly is. Um, but we're doing stuff like that throughout the entire campaign. Like I just posted an update, and we modified stuff yesterday. Um, so that would be update four. Um, I had some feedback that more people wanted to be NPCs, you know, non playable characters in the role playing game. Um, and we had ten initially. I figured that would be a good number, and it sold out like within the first two days um and basically i just talked with you know sly dog talked with rob and i was like hey man um what can we do to get more and he's like yeah i would like to get more people were asking me too um i was like well how many can we do could we do like 20 more or what can, what can we do and basically he said if we do, we can do 16 without having to increase the size of the 
game. So we added five more um, to the NPC tier, and I created a new tier where you could have a limited edition and be an NPC, because somebody asked me about that. Um, they immediately upgraded to that, that person, so that tier lasted all, like, two seconds. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and... So, like, we've been listening to people, and then the other thing that I was told was is our stretch goals were a little bit un... They were a little bit unbalanced, is what I was told. And I was told that by a couple different people, um, because they're like, yeah, your your initial goal is 15,000, and then it's like 50,000, I think it was, that, you know, now you're going to add more content to the book, or 60,000, or whatever we had it at. And they're like, man, that's kind of unbalanced. Now you're going to add extra content. It costs you more than it costs to, to make the book, quote unquote. Um, I mean, that's not the case because the book's already been written. So the funding goal at 15 grand is enough to make it lucrative enough for Sly Dog Studios to spend the next six months to program an RPG. That's what the 15 grand was. So that way he gets the amount to make the game. Uh, the book, I, I did that just out of pure passion for the hobby. <laughs> That's what I did that for. Um, but I still realigned, um, and I put a, I think I put it at 25,000. So it's like a little jump and it's very attainable to add all the unlicensed games to the book as well as grails like the nintendo world championships and stuff and i decided to i'm going to add major variant covers so kyle's favorite you know clint eastwood cover on gunsmoke and um metroid and zelda like re-releases and things like that i'm going to add all those too just because so nice that'll make it like a, a pretty solid u.s no shit this is what came out back in the day book yeah, and I actually yeah. think the, 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 the biggest perk, too, is, like, the uh, retro VGS. You get, like, an alternate color cart. So that was the other one. I dropped that down a little bit, too, in price. Yeah, and that one. Yeah, so the retro VGS, um, I found out it's going to launch in August, so it's going to launch right after our um, Kickstarter. Basically, we're going to strive to be a launch title for that system, and... Like, we have a $50 tier right now where you can get a, and I don't think I really specify it, but it's a CIB retro VGS game. You get the whole box and manual and everything because they're mass producing it so they can do it cheaper than we can for the NES stuff. Way cheaper. Um, they half the price, really, for our CIBs. If we hit that stretch goal, basically what I'm going to do is, is that all the Kickstarter games are going to be a special color, which is pretty cool, and... All the limited edition sets, so the two, uh, the two fifty limited editions and the seven fifties and the boss here, they're all going to get a free copy of a special limited edition one that'll be like unique. So they'll be like, it, maybe it'll be gold or something. I don't know. I, we have I have to talk out the logistics with the um, retro VGS guys like Mike Kennedy. Um, I have to just talk with the logistics and see like what we can do. But I'm gonna do something special for the limited edition side too, yeah, and it, and it'll be free be awesome. for them. It'll just be thrown in for those guys because you know it's it's a pr they're pretty expensive tiers, and that was my main thing behind this Kickstarter is like, all right, so I I realize that the Nintendo games are a little more expensive than other people have done them, but we're 
three people, four people like doing this. So I'm like, all right, so for the NESCIB, I'm going to throw a poster in there. We're going to do extra stuff. And when you're paying for the limited edition ones, like we're going to throw in extra stuff like, like a, the retro VGS one, that's just, it'll be a free tier once we hit it. And the, there's going to be a bunch of extra little bonuses and treats in there. I mean, it's just, I'm trying to, you know, make them really cool items. Then I, um, I put the re-release of my, of my first book. I moved that to 50,000 just to have a new, a tier in there. I just, I moved it there. Um, I mean, it's going to be a shit ton of work for me. So, I mean, it, I probably should have had that be a higher tier as it was. Um, and then the 75,000 initially, I think it was, I had something like, vote on my next book or something that to me like after i read that a few times i'm like and eh, i'm probably gonna have them vote on my next book anyways that's kind of a bullshit tier like i think i was just trying to come up with <laughs> stuff um so what i did was is like you get a unique item something cool so basically like i'll come up with something awesome like there's a whole lot of options that joe simcoe has to do cool shit from his printing shop that I might do something cool for everybody or everybody at certain backer levels or something like that. I'm going to see what the, what the options are. So, so basically with these stretch goals, we're going to think outside the box for people. It's not stuff we were initially going to plan to do. Um, and then the hundred thousand still Rob will put something crazy new feature into the game that we haven't come. What about the one where you said you're going to like re re release the old book, uh, hidden treasures. So that one's not probably not going to be like a deal or, well, it's at 50 now instead of, I think it was earlier, I moved some of the campaign-related stuff in front of it, so that way. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, 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 like, really smart to do it the way that I've changed it, and it was due to uh, backer feedback and feedback from other people in the community. Like, they gave me these ideas, so, I mean, like, the key is, is that, like, it's a two-way street. Like, I'm listening to people and trying to, you know, make it the best project possible. Yeah, and I actually went over the site today, and I think it looks perfect, like, the way the tiers are set up. I mean, even, yeah. like, far far ahead, I know what people are saying, like, well, why can't he just, why does it have to be this amount of program? But, I mean, at, at that point, it's it's moot. Yeah. That's, that's what people don't understand, like, it's it's already, like, beyond funded, so we're just, we're just thinking of something to put there, like. And and the thing is, is that like at at this point with stretch goals, like Kickstarter created the stretch goals. They made it a cool thing for you know people to strive for, and I like that you know people can you know shoot for the stars and get free stuff. I mean, the first one is they get free content to the game or free content to the book. Second one's free content to the game. You know, third one is that you know they're gonna get an awesome version of my first book because my first book is a little disjointed. You know, just like the style of it and everything. So now we're going to get some awesome artwork on it and, you know, make it more streamlined with the, the current book. And then we're starting to add more free stuff to the back. That's what we're doing is like just giving back at that point. When people are donating that much and, yeah. you know, backing that much, I just want to keep giving back to, you know, the people that are helping support us just because they're helping us. So, I mean, we have more ideas. It's just... I mean, I don't, I think that we're, we're set pretty good for the, our current pace. Like if we get over that, I will, we have stuff over that if we have to, is what I'm saying. But uh, I, you know, I would be blown away. Like if we got to Rob's 
final little tier. I mean, hell, you get to a certain point, Rob will make a damn sequel to the RPG. Like, we've already talked that out. Like, we get a certain amount, like, Rob's like, yeah, we'll be doing a sequel. He's like, I will dedicate more time. Like, if we, like, we get up there and, and that much money, like, it'd be perfect. But yeah, like, the, the funding amount and things, like, we talked about everything. And Rob was like, well, if I can get about what I've made on my last game, I would be very happy to get that. And he's, he's well over that now with the generosity of all our backers. So we're good. <laughs> Cause I, I said it at 15. Cause I'm like, well, who's to say, and that's Kyle's favorite line. Uh, <laughs> who's to oh, say yes. that, who's you know, people don't just buy all books and artwork and then, you know, the game would be second fiddle. Like that could have happened. It, Luckily, it didn't, so we were able to get Rob at around his amount, like, much earlier. Like, within the first two days, I think we're at Rob's amount to make the game. So, <laughs> that was freaking awesome. Uh, we got down the river, sidetracked for the, <laughs> the too many games. Um, That's how we do it. Now, I do need to say one thing. Um, there were a lot of popular YouTubers at this event, and I'm going to name a lot of names and talk about them. Now, Every single one that I talked to were awesome. They were amazing. Um, people can talk whatever, smack or whatever, say whatever you want about them, but they are all down to earth, really cool people. Uh, whether they were just smiling in my face and, you know, they don't like me or something, um, fine, but they're all nice to me. They're all great. So I met, uh, the first person that I saw was Pat and Ian, Pat the NES Punk and Ian. Ian is probably my favorite person from the weekend. He is freaking hilarious and a hundred percent like he is on the podcast videos. Like he is freaking no joke, like blunt. <laughs> he is that, that collector that you would see. And he's really cool, dude. Um, I'd like, I would have a beer with the guy <laughs> and Pat too. A completely 100% genuine dude. Like, he gets, like, a bad rap on Nintendo Age, and he doesn't like Nintendo Age because apparently Pat was physically threatened on the forum, I found out. Like, really? Yeah, like, somebody on Nintendo Age physically threatened Pat or something. And if somebody fucking did that to me, like... I would be, you know, I would probably not frequent the the forum either. I I would get a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> it's not and, your hangout. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and basically what I told him was, man, if that like if that shit fucking happens, let me know. I got I've been on there long enough now to where I can probably squash whatever stupid shit would happen. Because yeah. like I've talked to the guy, you know, we've had conversations and things, and he's a freaking really cool dude, really genuine guy. Like, okay, somebody doesn't like him, well, guess what? Too fucking bad. He's a cool guy. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's about it. And um, he did announce his book, which um parallels mine. Um, so he's doing an NES freaking review book. Um, cool. and it's gonna have I don't know if it's gonna have every NES game. I think that's what he was shooting for. Uh, he's still writing them, but he's shooting to have it out in the fall. I don't think Pat has released a book, so um, the editing stage does take a long time. So he might be um, a little bit longer than he's thinking, but maybe he's he's good. Um, I know he's reached out to Brent Weiss, which he's released a few books too. So he has a pretty good, um, you know, published author under his belt to help him guide him 
And I told him if he needs any help from my side, I can help him out. If he decides he wants to go toward like Kickstarter or something, I can, you know, give him tidbits too. Because he his worry was that our books are so similar that people are gonna are only going to buy one or the other. I don't think so at all because there's enough difference between the two that I think people are gonna want both. That's how I how I see that. And that's what I told him at the you know, at the convention, I'm like, hey, man, I, I think there's plenty of room for both books. Um, and almost to the point where we could almost like have the same spine on both of our books and make it part of a collector's like series, like to start a whole series of like game books and things. But um, yeah, that's the thing. And the, the one thing was is that I know Pat and Pat said, you know, that he was going to plug the Kickstarter on his podcast. But we'll see if that happens. I mean, he might get to caught up and forget we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes what was crazy though is i talked with another youtuber um i don't know if you guys know kevin probably does but grimsy i think it's 42 yeah i've heard of him but i don't want he, he, he was always a guy that i think i saw in a couple of videos probably game chaser videos or something and i saw him on sunday and he's an awesome dude. He's cool. And he said, like, dude, like, Pat said good stuff about you, and he doesn't say good stuff about anybody. <laughs> That's what he told me. And I'm like, so, like, I was like, cool. Like, Pat's a, Pat's a really cool dude. That's a good sign. That's awesome, though. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, like, so, so Pat, cool dude, Grimsy, 42 good dude, and Ian, awesome. I also saw, let's see, who else did I see at there? I saw the Game Sack guys. Dave, All right. Dave and Joe. Um, and it was funny because, like, Dave, completely personable guy. Joe is your, your classic techie, like, a little bit awkward in certain situations type dude. Yeah, you can totally see it, too. Yeah. Just from, look, for, just from looking at both of them. The, Dave's always smiling and... Joe was always, like, off in his own little, like, galaxy. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but either, either way, though, they were both cool. Um, apparently, I was the only guy the entire weekend that actually asked them about their videos and what they're doing next. I asked them that, and they're like, yeah, you're, like, the first person that asked us this. I'm like, <laughs> what the heck are people, like, asking you guys about then? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. That... Yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> right. They're like, what's your shoe size? Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> And I, I did say that, um, you know, I, I bought the game sack sack, so I, I told Dave that I'd have my hands on his sack all weekend, so he enjoyed that. <laughs> that's it. Nice. I was like, I'm going to drape your sack over the table when I uh, do my panel. <laughs> yeah, he was smiling big in that picture, and it's yeah. like, now it all makes sense. Oh, yeah, you're just, actually, so I was like, hey, hey, let's take this, I was like, let's take this selfie so we can get Joe in the picture in the background when he's not paying attention that's what i he told him looks so like contortedly funny like, <laughs> I, I posted that on uh, one of the game sacks uh, facebook page and he's like oh tech savvy guy caught me in the picture <laughs> that's what he that's what joe wrote <laughs> it was funny but that's yeah great. but yeah those guys are really cool i i they're i told them this and that they're definitely my sunday binge watch like every sunday they have like their new video out and i i watch their uh their their little videos it's really really cool my thing is it's usually like a half an hour long too yeah they're they're really good and you know and i know kevin digs joe because of his um tech savviness and he tries to get all the quality of the videos up to you know yeah, joe's quite the video file i can relate with the man the editing joe does like he also does like audio too and i'm not at that level where he he can like optimize like the surround out of like 
the Dreamcast and stuff, and I'm like, no, I, I'm I'm happy with stereo. I don't need all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm I'm kind of glad I don't know that much because it drive me insane. I'd be like, oh, it's supposed to sound like this, and then I couldn't enjoy the game. So it's a punishing enough to know how bad the picture is to me, let alone to add audio to it. So I just take my ignorance with audio, and I'll I'll leave it that way. I think. Yeah, the thing is, with like the way claymation goes, it's like cut by cut. You take an image, and then you take another picture of an image. That's kind of what he does with systems to like make it move or something and, and it'll move in like a cut way to where it's like frame by frame yep and uh that you know how long that fucking takes it's like making gumby that's like forever <laughs> yeah like hours so that that guy gets like my praises like hardcore extremely extremely dedicated to their track and love and yeah like the audio editing too yeah like i can uh, I can understand, like, what goes into that. Dude, doing my video editing for this Kickstarter, man, like, because I was, I've, I've done the audio editing, too, with, with Kyle, and, like, that's a beast. Video takes it to a new fucking level, like, it is so ridiculous. Yeah, Kevin can throw shit in there, shit. Yeah, video's not fun, guys. No. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I have a newfound respect for anybody who does the video editing on any video especially the weekly youtuber guys like it's fucking hard man i understand where people and are, and... i understand where people are getting burnt out and all that like it's like god <laughs> and the worst part is it takes you to do like say six hours to do a five minute video and then people are like immediately thumbing it down <laughs> <laughs> just how it is out there exactly while I was talking to the game sack guys, um, up walks Johnny Millennium, happy console gamer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And he's talking shit to him his own way. He's like, hey, guys. <laughs> he's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. Um, and, you know, I was just chatting with him a little bit, and I told him, yeah, I was the dude that sent you the, uh, the screenshots from Final Zone 2. <laughs> from our, oh, hell yeah. From our Final Zone 2 one. And he's like, dude, that game never is so unappreciated. It's such a so bad is a good game. And we were talking a li- little bit about that, which is pretty funny. Yeah, it's um, really like good times. Yeah. And um, he is a friend of somebody else that we sh- he, he who shall not be named. And he said, oh, so you're the guy. I said, yep, I'm the <laughs> asshole. I'm that asshole. And I guess what we'll, we'll call he who shall not be named Chicken Little from now on, because <laughs> I will go into detail why he's fucking Chicken Little. Um, Yeah. Oh, yes. That's when I get on my soapbox. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he, he apparently was hanging out with Chicken Little. Um, So they're very good friends. And so he's like, oh, you're that guy. And the irony was in the whole Chicken Little story, which was our friendly neighborhood troll we mentioned in a, a few episodes back, is that apparently, so, oh, it's no big deal. I don't even think anybody, you know, cares about it. Um, my thoughts immediately, and I didn't, you know, because I'm not one to stir drama. I was there more so to, you know, talk with people about games and, you know, let people know about my Kickstarter and all that. But basically my thing was, if it wasn't a big deal, then how does he know about it? Yeah, really. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> like, like, okay, nobody's caring or talking about it. Then why does Happy Console Gamer know about it? He had nothing to do with the whole situation. <laughs> the fact that he knows about it means that it's on Chicken Little's mind. 
Yeah, he's spouting it. Struck a struck a chord with the the Chicken Little. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Chicken Little was at this uh, gaming convention. <laughs> The whole weekend he was there. I saw Chicken Little zero times. Now, I saw every single YouTuber multiple times. So I saw Game Sack like 10 times throughout the weekend. I saw Game Chasers Pat. I saw Pat a lot. They're at their table, you know, talking to fans and stuff. So Chicken Little zero times until five minutes before my panel. So obviously I can't go talk to him. As I said, I'll talk to you in person. So. He basically had to duck under the fucking table to avoid me, like uh, under a table to hide to avoid me. Or he was just like gone the entire weekend from the convention and saying F you to all of his fans. Either or, <laughs> like if you if you disappear for uh, from a place where people are expecting you to be at to talk with your fans, that's kind of messed up. Or if you're hiding, that's that's just hilarious to me, by the way. <laughs> like, that's just funny um but yeah grown so, men hiding <laughs> so yeah i saw the dude five minutes before and like i'm not gonna go confront somebody that's stupid so because i mean my thing was if i saw him like friday or saturday i was gonna pull joel gurton and go well 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 that's what i would have <laughs> done like right there and it would have been fucking hilarious and and you know if he's a human being it would have been blown over in two seconds but little coward that he is decided to completely avoid me the entire fucking weekend, like a little chotch bag. And it just shows that, like, as I said before, like, if you don't, then we know you're full of shit. And he didn't even, you know, want to speak. What a little weirdo. That's all I got to say. Um, so anyways, back to <laughs> there was a little soapbox derby times. Fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> derby. Nice. Derby times. Um, so... <laughs> Where the game sack area was, the game sack area, they had like their own little section. Uh, next to theirs was Retroware TV. Um, so I saw those guys, John Delilah, um, and he was cool as shit. Talked about you know my, you know my project. I saw theirs and I explained to him that back in the day when I ran a little website called VG Masters Club, uh, <laughs> I submitted some of my videos over to them and the quality was really fucking bad because my camera sucked ass back then so i was like yeah it is like i know you guys probably saw a bunch of submissions back then and they actually remembered it and they said they liked the content they were just like yeah this is so grainy it's bad <laughs> and i was like yeah it's, it was freaking insane back then and i was busy with the website as it was anyways but they were pretty cool they actually had though a play choice 10 game there uh, they had Contra and they had for forty bucks, so oh. yeah, I picked that up. Um, oh, I have, yeah. yeah, I have an extra Contra now because I already had a Contra, but Contra is one of those that is it's a Konami board, so it's highly compatible with other games. So if I have somebody you know make me uh, EEPROM chips, I can swap them out and you know play a multitude of games in my play choice. So that's a fucking it was a bonus getting that. It's like yes. <laughs> Um, they had that there, and, and then some backloggery VHS that has a bunch of newer game reviews on a VHS tape. <laughs> so that was cool. I picked that up, too. Um, this this whole convention, though, there were so many cool, like, homemade items. Like, I got, um, you know how I make perlers? Well, there's this guy who did 3D perlers. So basically, like, I got Frog from Chrono Trigger. That's the one that I saw and that I liked. And Frog is like, comes out like 10 perlers, comes all the way out, and he's like 3D looking. Freaking awesome. 
Wow. It's pretty big then, probably. Huh? Um, yeah, I mean, it's the same size as my Chrono one. It's just he is deep. It's thick. <laughs> He's thick. Yeah. Um, I got a Dr. Wily, like, little mini statue. It's, like, evil-looking Dr. Wily. Never seen a Dr. Wily ever, so I was like, that's freaking really cool. And, like, there was just so many people doing handmade stuff, but the guys from Retroware were awesome. They're really cool dudes. Seen, I saw quite a, a, quite a few other people. Um, and, of course, the, um, the Game Chasers. And there you go. so they were standing around. So I saw Jay over there and I walked up to him and talked to him. Said, hey, you recognize me? I'm, I'm the asshole. That's the, the guy that caused all the controversy. He's like, oh, yeah, it's you. I was like, hey, what's up, dude? And so we were, we chatted for like 30 minutes, dude. Jay is a cool dude. Um, it just shows you though, like a lot of people, um, are a lot cooler in person than you, they'd seem online when they have keyboards behind them and all that dumb shit. And Jay was cool online when I talked to him. And so, yeah, we were just bullshitting for a while and was really cool dude. Now, the irony was the whole time I was talking with Jay, Billy kind of hid away. Like, he was there, but he kind of, like, went off and sat on the couch while I was talking to him. So, I don't know if Billy is just, like, a little... Went blanket or something at the time, but it is what it, it is. What it is, I don't. I don't care if people want to be turds. Then I'm real. Like go ahead and you know wither in your own pile of sorrows. <laughs> it's okay. <Yeah. laughs> it's okay, man. Because as me and Kyle say multiple times, man, we only live once and life's too short. Like why, uh... <laughs> little homo. Homoerotic child getting banned to the couch. Great. Well, that's the thing, though, is that, like, I mean, we've talked about it multiple times. That's the most, like, diplomatic portion of any episode that video game bullshit's ever had. <laughs> like, like, oh my yeah, God. we'll never be more diplomatic. Than Fuck that. no, never again. <laughs> Belvedere style, man. Yeah. Only no streaks in the China, right, Kevin? That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, if you're really gonna be bent out of shape because somebody legitimately was offended by some of your content and spoke out about it on a public format, like, then, as we've said before, some of your biggest critics might give you the best information. Like, hey, Definitely. you know, I mean, like, this, was that really necessary to... You improve on the brand of your product. Probably not. If you're isolating people, like that's probably not good. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. Like, and are we sitting here talking shit? Yeah, no, maybe. Doesn't fucking matter, dude. Like, grow some freaking thick skin. Like, goddamn. Like, people are little whiny babies about stuff. Same thing with like the game collecting thing. Grow some thick skin. Like, being a baby. Yeah, that's just me though. Like I don't know. I people talk shit to me. Yeah, I might be pissed off for a couple seconds, and then I'm trying to think. Well, why the fuck are they saying that crazy shit? You know what I mean? It's people just, be people. Yeah, it is what it is. But I mean, it's the it's the ones like Chicken Little that like mm. really, really are funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's like they go to such lengths to have this certain persona about them and then when in when in reality they're the opposite. Because like 
if you try to be a certain way and then you try to prevent others from, you know, stating their opinions, it's like ridiculous. The fact that you're yeah. trolling one person because they're saying our opinion and then the other side, you know, is kind of bullshit. But hypocrites running rampant. Yeah. And the fact is is that they've taken the whole we're not going to talk about it at all aspect and I mean, I'm, I'm willing to bet that there might be a whole radio silence on YouTube about my campaign because of this, too, which is fine. I mean, I'm not going to sweat over it because in reality, like, if they're going to be that much of babies to the point where they're trying to personally hurt somebody, that's retarded to me. Childish and retarded. So I'm not going to stoop to that level and just blaspheme people. But um, the one thing that I know, I think it was Kyle mentioned or something, is that like a lot of people just appease him because they don't want to deal with the backlash. He has, a, obviously, with my aspect, he has a lot of outward backlash towards things. And there's some other people that I talk to, like real popular YouTubers, that say they can't stand the MFR either. So, like, they can't stand <laughs> Chicken Little either, so... I was like, yeah, I like you, guy. <laughs> You're hilarious. Like, it was pretty cool. But, um, all right, so, yeah, it was about the, the YouTubers. Um, they were pretty cool. Um, all of them that I talked to were awesome. a few cool booths at too many games like stone age gamer had a freaking booth uh stone age gamer are the guys that uh release all the deluxe editions of all the ever drives the carts that play every game with a flash card and those guys were pretty cool because it was actually the guys that develop and make the ever drives that were there Nice. So, yeah, I was chatting with them. Um, I, I am in the market for the Ultra N64 EverDrive, which is like the version 3 of the 64 EverDrive. I'm in the market mm. to get one, and it was really hard not to get one because, like, I'm on a stricter budget because I not only have the campaign going on, but I went to too many games, which is the gaming convention, and then I'm going camping in a couple weeks, and then after that I'm going to the Kong off. So there's like three events within like a two month period, and like I really can't justify uh, spending a couple hundred bucks right now on a on any major items. I'm trying to avoid that. <laughs> and now with camping, you mean Nintendo Age camping? 
Oh, yes, Nintendo Age campaign. It's the um, lesser-known campaign, because it used to be, in 2012, it was widely put out on the website, but since then, it's become a smaller event, because where we go, the location has has become... Um, it was an issue in 2012 with, like, zoning and crazy commissioners and stuff, so he keeps it low-key now, um, just to a bunch of cool guys. And basically, it's like a little family thing. I'm bringing my daughter... Uh, to go camping this year. So it should be fun. Um, but yeah, so we're, I'm doing all these little traveling things. So I'm like, yeah, I can't really buy the Everdrive. But I'm sitting there, like, had it in my hand. And I'm like, yeah, I need this. <laughs> it's like, damn. So I need to pare down 64 games, too. Because I just don't have the space to display them all. And it's just like, ugh. But uh, yeah, so Sony's Gamer was there. They had a lot of cool items. They have a Dreamcast everdrive now it's i don't know if they call it an everdrive but it's like a little usb thing so you don't have to use discs in the dreamcast that was really cool really cool um they have the mini power base converter for the uh master system to genesis so it's like it's like a little one that's like a single cartridge so it's also compatible with like the retron 5 as well um and some other systems that you know, the power base converter is not compatible with. It's compatible with all those. So they had some really cool, awesome items there. And they're, they're bit boxes, you know, they're little universal game cases that they sell. Um, and there was a lot of different, uh, groups of like, there was a guy who did reproduction boxes, but not like licensed games, but like homebrews and stuff. And I, I picked up a, Mother 25th anniversary box, and it had like gold foil in it and stuff. And I already have a Mother 25th anniversary Nintendo cartridge physical. And did you guys know what Mother is and what the 25th anniversary is? I don't. Do you know what Mother is at least? Isn't that like the Earthbound stuff? Yes. So Mother yeah. is Earthbound. It was recently released on the eShop as Earthbound Beginnings, just at E3 it was announced. Um, so that's the prequel to the Super Nintendo Earthbound. And that one has a lot of issues. It's very grindy. The random encounter rate is ridiculous in the original Nintendo Mother Earthbound. Um, and what the 25th anniversary does is some fans have went in and perfected it. To make it more enjoyable. And it's kind of like a retelling of... Like Earthbound on the Super Nintendo is kind of a retelling of Mother on the Nintendo. But... So the 25th anniversary kind of is the two-play version of Mother. And so I got that when it first came out on a cartridge. Like when the... It was released. So I was like, well, I'd like to play it in my Nintendo. And now I finally got a box to go with it. It looks freaking awesome. So 25th anniversary box. So I got that. And the guy from Hardcore Gaming 101, which I, we referenced in the Bionic Commando episode, the day after I uh, re- we referenced that, I talked to the guy in person. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I, t- I told him about it. I was like, hey, we just talked about you on our uh, podcast. It should be airing like in, in a couple days, in a week. And that guy was really cool, actually. I'd like to get him on for a podcast sometime. Cause, Small world, man. Yeah, that, that guy has a lot of knowledge. Because I mentioned, oh, yeah, we're going to Shatterhand. And he was like, oh, yeah, Shatterhand has a lot of really cool robotic abilities. And we were going into him about Shatterhand. Yeah, that guy is really cool. And then I bought um a few of his books. I was already, as soon as I read that he had books when we were looking up the um, Buying a Commando stuff, 
I was like, oh, I want to get a couple of his books because he has physical books. And one of them is buying a Commando and Strider in one book. And I know Strider's another one that's going to be up for up for homework sometime in the future. Very very soon. Oh, yeah. I'm going to keep on the, the Nintendo trip. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Hardcore Gaming 101 guy is really cool. Um, another guy that I saw there, basically he did a Nintendo DS homebrew. And it wasn't funded on Kickstarter. And he was there, and he had the games with him. So I backed him, and I never got a game because it wasn't funded. So if something isn't funded on Kickstarter, like, you get your money back, and it doesn't happen. Well, this guy apparently had it completed enough to where he actually had the game. And, I mean, it it went quietly on the eShop, which I didn't know. So I actually bought a copy of the, that game from the guy and got it signed by all the game developers and stuff. Told him I would cross-collaborate, and that was my main thing. Is As I walked around the convention, I told people, like, hey, your items are awesome. And I had my flyers with me, and I'm like, hey, message me on Kickstarter, and we'll collaborate. Because the thing is, is everybody who's, like, an independent developer, like, that's what it's all about. Like, this is an independent world, like, where I'm at on Kickstarter, like, if I'm getting a lot of attention, like, well, hey, there's these other guys out here that are also pouring their heart and soul into these products. Check them out, too. Got a network, got a network. And I mean, if we all work together, it's only going to benefit the community. That's how I feel. And it's like, it's, it was really cool. Um, And the thing is, is that, like, talking to people in person is like, an awesome way to show that you have a legitimate product. Because I can sit shit, sit here and freaking shit out a link to people all day online, but it's just a link. Like, half the people won't even click on it. But if you sit there and talk to them about it, you know, they see that you actually are passionate about what you're doing. You can explain some of the little nuances. Like, the main thing that people were like, holy shit, was that in the RPG... When you collect the game, you actually play a mini game inside the RPG. So, like, you collect Donkey Kong, you go in and play a little mini Donkey Kong in Black Box Challenge on the RPG. So it's not just RPG, but it's going to break up the grinding and the turn-based combat by having these these different little mini games to unlock abilities. It's freaking genius. And, like, as soon as Rob told me that, I was like, holy crap, this is going to be, like, the best RPG ever how are you gonna do you know like donkey kong you know like how did the rights work on that okay so we're not gonna take donkey kong and throw it in the game what we're gonna do is like rob is is known for doing his 1k series which is like very very tiny programs that are proof of concept for nintendo games so they're like they almost look like atari games and what he's going to do is he's going to do like 1K versions of the game. So like Super Mario Brothers, it might be like a, a couple pixels and you jump over and hit a block and get a mushroom or something and grow. And then you're, you know, you complete that mini game. Now is the game that you get, does it say Super Mario Brothers or? That I'm not sure how he's going to do it. Um, If I was him, I would probably um parody it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, like, like a Weird Al thing. I mean, because that's what Joe is doing with all of his artwork. So, like, it looks like Mario, but it's, like, goofy-looking, Garbage Pail Kid style. It's how they get away with it, too. They do a parody. Yeah, just change something about it. 
Exactly. And so if he does that, um, I mean, it should be fine. He could call it Super Mario Twins for all we know. Like, yeah, like what something, yeah. Doesn't matter. It's just I mean, people will know what it is. It'll be fine. It's just That's what I figured probably be the best way to uh, to skirt over any uh you know, expense crap. Yeah, and it's that's the last thing we want is to piss off Nintendo because for right now, like our book, like we're basically free advertisement for their e shop, which is awesome. And plus you you look witty and funny while you're doing it, so. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, people were asking me, well, how are you doing this book? It's Nintendo's games in it. And I'm like, dude, this is one big advertisement for their eShop. Like, they're releasing new, they're releasing old Nintendo games for people to download. Now people are going to have all these listed out <laughs> so they can view information on all their games. Like, it's only smart. Well, that's like, a good question, too. Yeah, like. Yeah. That's how it works, man. Well, I mean, back in the day in the 80s, there was multiple, like, you know, you know, uh, books on Nintendo, and I have I have a lot of them. And so do I. Yeah. Yeah, and so like it's the same thing. It's you know, all within free use purposes and pulling off all the images off of Google and modifying and changing them and you know not plagiarizing text and all that fun stuff. Like that's what I've been doing. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where as long as you're doing it within the laws of legality, you're all, you're all right. And parody rules rule. <laughs> That's the thing. It's great. Love it. So yeah, like so too many games. Um, the first night when we finished uh, too many games, and the second night, like uh, I was hanging out with another guy. His name's Neo Delfino on Nintendo Age. Really cool dude. Um, and we were playing games each night. Uh. First night, we were playing Shatterhand, because, so, you know, we got that coming up for the uh, next week's podcast. Uh, we were playing that a little bit. The game's fucking difficult. Um, <laughs> it's going to be fun to play, though, because it's one of those satisfying, difficult games. Um, we'll be going into super detail next week on that sucker. The second day, though, we played a little game called Kevin Power in Too Many Games, and it was a Too Many Games exclusive release of a homebrew uh, by Vetrix. Um, Vetrix also did the Beat'em and Eat'em <laughs> game, uh, the, the conversion for Beat'em and Eat'em. They also did that commie killer game that I talked about, the one where it's like, you're killing all the commies. Uh, the Kevin Powers one, though, is really fun, man. Uh, basically, you are controlling Kevin, and he needs to get to too many games. That's ironic. On the way, he's trying to collect as many games as he can and stop at a game store. <laughs> So is is to try to get good deals on on games. So basically, you're driving a little car and you run over people going up to too many games. So you're running over a bunch of people. Um, Maybe he's driving through Baltimore. Yeah, driving through Baltimore <laughs> to get to too many games. It's like there we go. Yeah. basically that's what I was thinking. I was like, hey man, it's like my freaking trip to to Baltimore. It's it's pretty cool though because like as the levels progress, it gets faster and faster and faster. And, you know, unlike our, our favorite game to blame, uh, Beer Slinger, the game continues after you beat the game, so you can continue to rack up your score. Perfect. Um, the music in it is awesome. It's, like, very catchy. This guy named Z-I-Z, um, he did all the music in it, and it sounds really cool. Um, fits the, the franticness of the game. I actually have it right now in my uh, Play Choice. <laughs> so it's in the cartridge slot in my Play Choice 10. So I've been playing it like arcade style. It's been really fun. Um, but yeah, that that game right there, Kevin Power, is like a really fun little high score game, and it gets super fast. And the irony was, though, is we were playing it like on the Saturday night, and 
we were getting pretty far, but we kept on getting beat. And we didn't realize if you press the B button, you can like actually move a little faster. So to like get out of the way of something really quick, you can just tap B and move real fast to dodge and things. And we didn't know, we didn't know that. <laughs> I love the nuances. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's because I have the instruction book. It was actually in there. Like <laughs> we looked at it for some reason. It's classic. But um, but yeah, that game is really awesome. Um, so we played games, things like that. Um. And then Sunday, um, we actually, I had my panel. So my panel is 45 minutes long, uh, talking about the project. Uh, it should go up, I'd say probably tomorrow. I'll, I'll drop the video up on YouTube. Um, 45 minute little fun times if anybody wants to get a deeper knowledge into the project and we get some good questions from people and things like that throughout. So it's, it's a really cool little piece. Um, and then after that, you know, I was done and instead of waiting around cause Chicken Little was in another panel, um, I decided I was like, nah, I'm not going to wait around just to, you know, make the guy uncomfortable and cause drama. I'm like, I'm just going to head out because my wife wanted me to be home for dinner. So it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah the the cool thing about the the project though i mean i don't know if you guys are surprised but i'm very surprised that we're so far along with we're still in like the first week man it's pretty wild that's great <laughs> freaking nuts and <clears throat> that's what's hilarious though is that like you know uh just when you have the passion behind something like people know that it's there like they can sense that you're being legitimate you know what i mean it's just like a perfect cherry on top for someone with like a nes you know a u.s collection like two. Oh yeah um, it's like such a great addition to that that's what's great about it's like a perfect timing like you were saying in the kickstarter video now it's it's like the perfect time because it's come around yeah i mean some of the people said you know it's been like oh you should have done this book like five years ago and stuff like that and it's like it's more like exactly what you just said kyle where it's like all right so a lot of people now are getting very close to having the complete collection now you want to have the book to go with it Yep. Yeah, it's definitely a great extra accessory. I got to talk to Eric about it, and he has taken a look, and I'm sure he'll be on with uh, on board too. He's been pretty busy with work, but uh, oh, yeah. he mentioned a lot of good things, and he said, "Hey, uh, well, once we get the book, it'll be great for future videos. We'll use your book for Russian roulette picking. When we do some videos, we'll just like nice. blindly flip to a page, put your fi- finger down, and that's what we're playing. So that's going to be an interesting ride, to say the least. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to print <laughs> off a special Kevin version where it's all color of dinosaurs. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> that's a game I might be able to beat." No problem on on camera. <laughs> like, all right, let's go blind up. Oh, color a dinosaur, damn it! Oh, Again. that's the wrong color. <laughs> Again, <laughs> that would be hilarious, though. Like yeah. Kevin's troll book. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. But the thing is, though, is that like I can't begin to thank people enough. I, I'm gonna have like it's gonna get to the point where I'm saying it every time. But the thing is, is that like it's it's humbling to get this much support from the community. Because, I mean, we are a niche community, like the the game collectors and the homebrew makers and homebrew collectors and the players. Like, it's not like we're, and I said this at my, at when I walked around, it's like, I'm not like Sony over here on the main stage of E3 peddling a Kickstarter here. This is like, we're only a couple guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're grassroots. This is what it is. Like, it's pretty, pretty awesome that people have been so supportive so far. And I, I hope that we can, you know, shoot for the stars and bring about a bunch of freaking free cool items and it'll be awesome um 
Oh, the other thing um, people may have noticed is on the Kickstarter page, the charity mentions are gone. And oh, yeah, yeah um, Kickstarter made me remove them. You're not allowed to put them on there at all. Huh. You're also not allowed to put the PayPal buttons on there either. I had to remove those and just put a link. So they said they didn't want any kind of brand confusion, like that people have to use PayPal on Kickstarter. And that made sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, the Kickstarter one, I think they their basis behind that was the, uh, to remove the charity was they wanted it to be, you know, just about the projects and things like that and not, like, I don't know if they were, like, they didn't want people to feel skewed on what Kickstarter was about. It was kind of like what the site is about. So I was like, okay. And they said, you know, if you still want to donate to charity later, you can. You just can't make it a focus on your page. You can't, you know, talk about it on the page. So while it's off the page, it will definitely still be happening. We're still going to donate because that's extremely important to me, be able to donate to charity. Yeah, it's still going to be there. That's one thing people are going to probably continue to ask. Like, I thought you were talking about charity. Like, yep, we're still doing it. We just can't put it on the page. That's one of those things I got to make sure because I think I talked about charity in my Kickstarter video. on, uh, And not in the main Kickstarter video, but in my panel. I think I talked about it, so I can't put that on the Kickstarter page if I talked about charity, or I need to edit the video. Like, if I start doing the the promo videos, like, I can't put the fourth video, because we talked about charity in that video. And I had to explain that to uh, John Hancock, who, you know, works with uh, Kowitz Games for Kids, and let him know, hey, um, yeah, we had to remove that, but just, you know, we're still donating to it, we just, Kickstarter will not allow it. And uh, hopefully he's not like mad or anything, but it's like it was out of my control because they were going to uh, cancel the project. <laughs> no, it's like a conflict of interest. It's... Yeah, it makes it makes sense from their perspective when you when you look at it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it looks like a commercial for them. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, all right, so are people backing your project because they feel bad now, or? We've, we've actually had people at where I work take webinars, and when certain attorneys who are panelists put, like, their firm name on their slides, their presentation slides, like, we've had people actually demand a full refund because, like, they're like, I didn't appreciate getting a commercial for this person's firm. <laughs> so, yeah, nice. it's wow. definitely, like, a big deal out there. Craziness. It yeah. makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... They make everything a billboard. Yeah, it, it is... Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Been pretty crazy. Overall, though, Too Many Games was uh, fun as shit for me. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. and I mean, I definitely look forward to going to it again uh, before I, you know, have to move on. Because I, I move every few years here. But, um, yeah, it's been been a really cool adventure. And I'm looking forward to the, uh, the whole Kickstarter thing. Hopefully we can, you know hit some stretch goals along the way because I look forward to, you know, saying, hey, we're giving you guys this and giving you guys that. One thing is, is that I was talking with Kyle about is that we were, we've been featured on like over half a dozen web pages now too for the project. That's awesome. So that's pretty awesome. Like Go Nintendo, Retro Collect, Game Gavel. No, it was Yahoo. It? Yahoo. <laughs> Uh, Reddit, right now. Nah. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely no, I, Reddit. <laughs> I, I don't think it was. No, it wasn't. It was game sniped. Game sniped. <laughs> about really cool and r- rare ones. Game gavels ran by Retro Collect, and I 
think Mike Kennedy said he was going to talk about um, you know, our collaboration with the Retro VGS, but I don't know if that's going on Game Gabble or not. So I don't want to you know, state that and then be like, oh, no, we're not doing that. And they're like, well, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> the other cool thing is, is that, and I don't know, do I mention this at all, uh, Kevin, Kyle, because you guys have you know watched the videos and went through the page too. Do I talk yeah. about how, like, all three of us have actually released items before. So I've had a book published and released to the public. Rob has published games and released it to the public. And Joe is a you know licensed, um, contracted tops artist. So we're all three of us have released items. So people in Kickstarter who are backing us know that these items, like we've released things, so we know how to release them. That your first rodeo. Yeah, exactly, and so, like, a perfect example and segue is The Rise of Amundus is on sale Nice on Retro USB. It actually came up the same day that our Kickstarter launched, ironically. (laughs) So, so yeah, Rob, uh, you know, Slydog Studios, Rob and, uh, you know, Sean, their newest game is up right now for, you know, the, the, um, the next second installment in the epic candelabra saga <laughs> i know uh kevin and kyle you guys both played the um demo right yeah it's that uh shoot 'em up that was really cool yeah the shoot with the two player with that two player uh mechanic that and one you... was like the uh was like crosshair or something yeah jeff did he end up adding the the ding when you get all the goblins or i'm not sure i've i haven't played the um the final version because um, I mean, I beta tested the Rise of Amundus, but just like with the Mad Wizard, I don't have the final version. So, um, gotcha. I mean, I now with Mad Wizard, I have the game because I support Rob. Um, yeah. I mean, I always support all my friends and all the people that I like their work. Like, I always get their items because they're doing this for a living. They're putting their heart into these games and these products. I always support my friends. But like with Rise of Amundus, though, you do control the end boss from Mad Wizard. And a lot of the mini bosses, like so, like two of them. So like Charwit is in the game, and that's the little dragon bird thing that you control in Amundus. Mm-hmm. Amundus is the guy that you fight at the end of Mad Wizard. So really, yep. really awesome that he like tied that in. I'm not sure if he's gonna do that with all the rest of the games because he's gonna have you know a prequel for the other two main protagonists of candelabra stasio um because heckle from the mad wizard is one of them there's gonna be there's two other ones that are also you know their little um you know the quest partners now i'm not sure if he's gonna do you know opposite side evil end bosses with all those as well um i know he plans on doing like two trilogies basically before astasura and that's the, the the craziness i almost said that like at the end of black box challenge like, you should get sucked into the TV like um, Kevin from Captain and the Game Master. And, like, the all of a sudden you're inside Candelabra or something. It all, like, ties in somehow. I think that would be hilarious. Like, a little, like, bonus ending. Like in Cheetahman? Yeah, or, or like a secret ending or something. I'm saying more like Cheetahman. Captain and the Game Master. <laughs> Didn't Cheetahman just pull you through the screen? Or how did that happen? I think they came out of the screen, actually. Oh, they came out of the screen. Yeah, I something so. about people always touching TV and chaos breaks loose. Yeah. But it was like Captain and the Game Master. Kevin got pulled into the screen, and all of a sudden he's in video land. Best place to hang out. Like Kyle sing a little bit. 
Cheetah Lords. Lights, camera, action. <laughs> I'm looking at Cheetah Man 2 right now. Mm, yeah. But yeah, dude, so like, that's, so that's the thing, though, just to accentuate, though, like, Rise of Amundus just came out, so Rob releases games. So that's pretty cool, though, that, you know, we're able to establish that t- type of, you know, trust and credibility with our backers that, hey, yeah, we've released stuff before. So pretty cool. I'd say that's a good place to uh, wrap up the uh, Too Many Games section for sure, because my adventure was fun um, and the project's going amazing. Hopefully, by the time this airs, we're funded and I'll be, you know, celebrating. Yeah, it's probably a good time just to wrap up the uh, the cast as well. I would say yep. so. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. So, uh, yeah, and, and can't say it enough. Thank you for everybody listening. I assume that we're going to have a little bit of a spike in listeners since now we have over 300 followers on Twitter, which we last week we had like 15. So <laughs> I think once we posted the uh, Biocom, I mean, I'm going to check the website stats, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be through the freaking roof. Yeah, plus we got Nintendo Age Madness from all those threads. and Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's. Nuts. As Kyle said, it's like the perfect time, right? Isn't that what you said? Yep. You got all those great Redditors. <laughs> the great Redditors, that's right. <laughs> yeah, like the the 29th was insane. The, uh, yeah, like we're getting a lot of hits. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's been pretty outstanding. And uh, I think it'd be a good time to uh, sign off with some... Do, 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 Best part of the podcast, Kevin singing. Well, we got to bring those ratings up. I know they only come from my singing. They pulled it out of you. Pulled it out. It's impressive at this hour. Kicking and screaming. I love it. Hello. <laughs> thank you for listening to vgbs we appreciate everybody taking the time to get through this whole uh, arduous podcast we love it thank you thank you thank you if you want to correspond with us you can email us at vgbspodcast at gmail.com uh, we also have a phone number it is 262264vgbs you can leave us a voicemail choose a text message um, whatever you want to do, correspond. Also, comment on us. Shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Leave a message on one of Kevin's videos on YouTube. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast. All right, see you later. Woo. Take it easy, guys. Later.